I was just walking this path and then I would just hit this wall and go, I can't do this anymore. But it wasn't until I started to dive deep into my brain patterns and uncover what was going on at a much deeper level, at the level of emotion, physical sensation, thought, that I realized, oh, this is what's causing me to quit. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, Darla Jethro Powell. I'm the Grand High Poobah of all things at Wingnut. Wingnut Social is a social media marketing agency for you guys, the interior designers and the uh, home pro adjacent type industries, although we do have that one-off dentist, <laughs> which I like to say. Guys, today's show is probably going to explode your brains, so I would sit in a safe place, someplace, maybe have some paper towels standing by so you don't get brain matter everywhere. My guest today, Adele Spragan, is an expert on brain patterns and... I'm going to say mindset, although the way she is an expert on mindset, quote unquote, if you're watching the video version of this, you can see my finger quotes in the air. I think it's going to really blow your paradigm away. A lot of the stuff that we talk about with the positive thinking and mindset and putting things out into the universe, I think you're you're going to have an incredible paradigm shift with this interview with Adele. God, she's amazing. <laughs> really, is one of the best interviews I've had from a personal perspective, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So I'm, I'm really excited for you to hear this. Again, we do expand on this topic in the Wingnut Premium episode, which you guys are also going to want to hear. If you're not a member, go to Wingnut premium.com to sign up for that. You get a whole bunch of goodies with that. You get the monthly mastermind group, the extended interviews, the bonus episodes, the monthly Instagram planning content calendar, wingnutpremium.com, run, don't walk. It's a tremendously beneficial group. It's, it is a best kept secret at this point. And I know I, I've been pushing it a little bit, not enough, but the members in that group, the feedback that I'm getting is really terrific, especially from the mastermind group, but all of it is is really, really good stuff. My team puts together a really, really good product with the the calendar and the episodes themselves are really in depth, especially today's. I can't say enough about Adele Spragan. She's she's brilliant. And at the end of our conversation in the green room, I'm like, you need to do a TED talk. <laughs> you need to go out into the world and do a TED talk. And the fact that she hasn't shocks me, but she will. She's going to get on that. So if you're listening to this and you have any connections to doing a TED Talk, well, A, I want to do one. But B, really, she needs to do one. But before I get into this mind-blowing interview with Adele Spragan, y'all know what time it is. Time for Men in News. Men in News Sesh. Yeah. yeah! Hey there, Emily Lisi. Welcome back to the Men in News Sesh. This week, we're talking all about Instagram algorithm as it pertains to reels. It's my understanding that Instagram has some new news with reference to this can help our audience, right? Yeah, some new news for specifically the IG reels algorithm, because 
Instagram had recently, I think in June, released how their algorithm in general works, things like for feed posts, stories, things like that. But they recently released a post on their Instagram creator's Instagram account, and they addressed how specifically the Reels algorithm works. So Instagram says that they consider how likely you are to, one, watch the Reel all the way through, two, like or comment on the Reel, and three, go to the audio page and make your own reel. They put weight onto whether or not you're just going to take that audio from that reel and say, oh, this is cool. Let me do my own. Really? Yeah, that one's super interesting to note. Yeah, so they, they do consider that. That's kind of a high barrier to entry for the metrics, I would think. So I guess it's really important when you're choosing your, your soundtrack or your music for it to make sure that it'd be something people would like, I guess, to get more traction on your yeah. reels. Okay, that's an odd one. I didn't see that coming. What else? So the next thing they go over is the most important ranking signals that can help boost a reel's reach. So that first signal would be your own activity. So that would be which reels you engaged with recently. Then it would be your history of interacting with the person who posted. Okay. So if you're interacting with a lot of posts from Susan McNuggets, um, <laughs> you're going to see more of her reels popping okay. up because you've interacted with her in the That's past. That's like TikTok. TikTok does that with the For You page too. The more you like a particular account, even if you're not following, they're going to throw more of that in your feed. Okay. So that makes total sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the next ranking signal would be info about the reel. So that would include the audio used, the video used, and the overall popularity of the reel. So you'll often see when you go in your reels discovery feed, the first ones that pop up generally are the ones with already have tons of likes and tons of comments. So okay. that's another uh, ranking signal there. And then the last one is the info about the person who posted and how others have interacted with them. So that's kind of similar in the similar vein as info about who people have interacted with. So yeah, so same thing with Susan McNuggets. If you've interacted with, say, her stories or her feed posts, they're going to be showing you reels from her. Can I just say I love so much that you're referencing Susan McNuggets? <laughs> yeah, I love Susan McNuggets. <laughs> She's the official designer for the Wingnut Social Podcast, right? Okay. <laughs> All right, cool. So I see here in your notes, too, that you have some uh, recommendations to avoid. So what are some no-nos? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is really cool that they gave us this information. There's really two main ones, one that applies to pretty much everyone and one that you don't really have to worry about if you're not this type of account. So the first one to really worry about is low resolution videos or watermarked videos. So that means no reposting from TikTok. Instagram has covered this. They don't want you using TikTok content and reposting it to their platform because TikTok does have that little watermark over their videos. Yeah, they're on to us. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I would also say don't overlay your own logos on your reels because Instagram might flag that as being a type of watermark. And you really want your reels to be authentic anyway, so you don't really want to put all your branding on them. And then the, the last thing to avoid is posting stuff about political topics. So if you're a political account, your reels just aren't going to rank. And if you're posting about political things like the presidency or stuff like that, 
you want to avoid that anyway for your business. So just don't be posting about political stuff. Yeah, they're, they're canceling all of those posts. I hate to say, but anything, even regardless of which way you lean, it seems to be that those posts are just not getting discovered in your feed. So just be careful about that. If you feel strongly about it and you want to post it, then, you know, politics be damned, you know, follow your heart. But just know that it's less likely to be seen and you're probably going to get a pow pow in some way by the powers that be to not show that to your followers. All right. Any other tips and advice for the audience to help their real game? Emily Lisi. Our clients that have posted reels, we've seen lots of traction for their accounts. And this just goes to show that Instagram is really honing in on video content. They really want you to be making reels. So I would say don't be afraid to go in and start experimenting, start posting reels and see what gets traction for you. All right. Love it. Thanks again, Emily, for joining us on the Mini News Sesh. We'll see you again next week. Thanks. See you next week. Mini News Sesh. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now let's get into my interview with Adele Spragan. But first, you know what I have to do. I have to tell you a little bit about the women. Adele Spragan is an award-winning author, thought leader, and international speaker and trainer. And she has been awarded the 2020 Women of Inspiration Award. And in 2021, she was recognized as a top behavioral, say that 10 times, expert of the year. Her book, Shift 4, that's the number four, Steps to Personal Empowerment, has won three awards and is sweeping the globe, transforming how people are setting and achieving their goals. And I have no doubt that that is the case. After decades of feeling stuck in patterns of procrastination, avoidance, and quitting, all of which had her living her life below her fullest potential, Adele set out on a journey of discovery and learning. Her inquiry, her question you ask, why the personal and professional methodologies she was following didn't work for her, probably aren't working for y'all either. The result is the creation of her proprietary four-step repatterning technique, right, which she delivers through a member portal called the Pattern Maker Hub. Today, she supports thousands globally to achieve extraordinary levels of happiness, peace of mind, prosperity, goal achievement, and life fulfillment. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Adele Spragan to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Adele Spragan. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am great, Darla. Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to have you. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. I am thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to talk to you about this topic because I really love talking about mindset and positive attitude and some of it even borders on woo-woo, which I'm careful to kind of get away from. I myself don't like woo-woo. I like to see kind of science-backed, you know, reasonings for mindset and positive attitude and, and that kind of thing. But you have an entirely different take on mindset. I'm putting my my fingers in the air for finger quotes for those who can't see the video on here. So before we dive in <laughs> to this very exciting topic, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Tell me just a little bit about your background and briefly and how you got into this and then we'll dig in. Well, Darla, I've, I've been in the personal development industry, the mindset industry, we'll call it for over 30 years, almost going on 35 now. And, you know, for the first 10, 15 years of those, I was following all the traditional approaches to mindset, everything that we are traditionally taught, which is set a goal, determine the steps to get to that goal. If you're not taking those steps, find a trainer who can teach you those steps. If you're still not taking those steps, it's your mindset. 
there's something off there, you need to upgrade that. And then there should be no problem reaching your goal, right? Right, right. And if you do have an issue still at that point, then there is something wrong. There's either something wrong with you, something wrong with the goal, something wrong with the trainer, get another trainer. There's always something incorrect going on. I believe this wholeheartedly. In fact, I worked, um, I was coaching at the time for a a coaching industry, a mindset industry that heavily preaches, I'll call it, commitment, mindset, positive thinking, all of that. Right. And I bought into it, hook, line, and sinker. The only problem is, is when I really started to dive in and interview the people that I was coaching and really look at myself and my own actions, I realized something isn't working. I, for one, wanted my own business. At the time, I started and quit, Darla, three businesses one after another. I would start one. I would reach a particular point where I was almost at the point of success. So I would bring in these sponsors. I would bring in these investors. And on the verge of success, just when things should have taken off is when, for some reason, I turned tail and I quit. And I would run away. And I would start again on another business. And it was almost as if I got completely stopped on the track. Something in me internally said, don't go forward anymore. And this happened time and time and time again. So I started to really dive into my clients and ask them, listen, is this really working? And about 25%, yes, they were changing their mindset. They were upgrading. They were feeling positive. And about 75%, no. And so I thought, hmm, interesting. So I decided that I wanted to know more about how the human brain works. So I enrolled in university. I went back at the age of 40. I got my master's in humanities. I really wanted to understand how does this mind of ours actually function? And what I determined was that we are all human beings are being taught the wrong operating instructions. And when I understood how the brain works and how we are taught to take steps forward, I got this disconnect, there's a misalignment between our brain and with the instructions that we're following. And so I created new instructions and then I started my fourth business. And at that point, I had learned how to repattern the pattern in my brain that was quitting over and over again. And no problem. I, and now The thought of quitting never even enters my head. It's not like I'm fighting myself anymore. It's like I was in an identity in which quitting was possible, and I stepped into another identity in which quitting just isn't. And it is that night and day. Wow. I'm sitting here. I don't even know where to start. What question to ask you first? So you went from, gosh, I hate to even say it, that mindset of, you know, positive thinking, bringing things, you know, manifesting or, you know, making a business successful. Vision boarding. Yeah. Um, okay. Goal and I'm setting. telling you, in the interior design industry, a lot of us are doing it, myself included. So let's backtrack a little bit. What was it in your psyche that made you just on the verge of success quit those three businesses that, you know, what was it that you found that why that was happening? At the time, I have to say, I didn't know. So I'm going to be really upfront with your listener. I couldn't figure it out. And that was one of the reasons that I I started to question the operating instructions I've been given, because everything that I was looking at didn't make any sense. Now that I understand how brain patterns work, I can tell every person listening here, your brain patterns are not logical. They have their own logic, which doesn't appear to be logical on the surface, but they know what they're doing, right? In my case, what I discovered was that I had a pattern for people-pleasing. 
So anytime there was just a slight even whiff that I had displeased somebody or upset somebody, it caused me to turn tail and run. I didn't know that at the time. I was just walking this path and then I would just hit this wall and go, I can't do this anymore. But it wasn't until I started to dive deep into my brain patterns and uncover what was going on at a, at a much deeper level, at the level of emotion, physical sensation, thought, that I realized, oh, this is what's causing me to quit. So the first step in what I teach is identify what is happening. And that in itself, we must not look for any logic in that. We can only ask the question, is what I'm doing working for me or not working for me? And if it isn't, let's treat it as a pattern instead of trying to logic our way through it or reason our way to understand it. So let's think of an example. So you say you're a people pleaser and a lot of us in the interior design industry are. I mean, my audience is a majority of women who are probably around our age, a little younger, maybe even a little older, who are raised as kind of people pleasing kind of thing. So what was it that happened that you found that maybe one person or something, a small percentage was displeased where you froze up and, and then just called it quits? Like what would be an example of the displeasure? Was it something relatively small on the surface of it or was it, was it something huge? Very small on the surface. Very illogical on the surface. It might even have just been a glint in somebody's eye. It might have been a look on their face. It wasn't a logical progression. But let me let me back up a minute, because what we need to know is what a pattern is. So I'm going to describe a pattern in two different ways to help your listener to identify their patterns. One way to think about your brain is that here it is locked inside this bony skull, and it's dark in there. It's silent in there. There's nothing in there other than electrical impulses that it has to go on. So there's these neural pathways in which electrical impulses are flying down those pathways at rapid speed. And all of that is inside a skull that actually doesn't have any way of knowing what is out here in the world. Okay, it must kind of guess. It makes a best guess. Now, it guesses usually quite well. Sometimes its guess is way off like mine is, right? But what we need to know is that here you and I are, Dala, are in this podcast interview, but our brain doesn't actually have Darla inside my head. Does that make sense? So I have an image of you based on a pattern that I have created. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'm following that. <laughs> not sure you're following. Okay. Okay. Let's take something simpler. Okay. A tree, we believe it lives out there in the world, right? And we see it as being out there in the world. But when we think about how the brain works, here it is locked inside the skull, doesn't have any access really to tree. What it goes on is an electrical impulse that brings it an image of tree inside the brain. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yes. Now, we think that that is perfectly aligned with the external situation. In our mind, how our brain sees the world is that tree is living out there. But if I asked you to point at me, you would likely point at the screen like this. Sure. You would not point at your own head. But in reality, where we should be pointing is inside our own head, right? Does that make sense? Because yeah, the tree actually is here, not out there. Right. right. You are actually in here. You're not out there. I can't, I have to predict who you are. Right. right. Okay, great. So that's one way to look at brain patterns. How do we identify what a brain pattern is? A brain pattern, I say, is a combination of three factors, a physical sensation, an emotion, and a thought. 
When the three aspects of our being comes together, they result in a particular action, a particular behavior, or a particular belief. So we can think of the human brain as an iceberg. At the top of the water is everything you do, everything you think, everything you say. Under the water are brain patterns, okay? And it's a brain pattern that gives rise to your actions. So in my case, let's take my case. Here I was. I had this business. I'm excited initially. My initial pattern was excitement, enthusiasm, speaking about it, telling the world about it, right? And then the world I would perceive as being displeased with my idea, okay? That triggered another pattern in me, and that pattern was terribly uncomfortable, anxious, panicky. My thought was, oh my gosh, I'm doing the wrong thing. And at that point, my action was to quit. Hmm. Is this making sense? Yeah. Okay. So I had two different patterns in my brain. Initially, the pattern was one of excitement. Following that, the pattern was one of, uh uh-oh, run. Run like heck. (laughs) Escape. Get out of here. Okay. All right. Great. Both of those were brain patterns, neural pathways in my brain that were causing those particular actions. My job was to identify it as a pattern. I have a pattern that does not work. I have a pattern that is causing me to quit. The reason I'm quitting has nothing to do with the idea. The reason I'm quitting has nothing to do with what I am doing in actuality out there. The reason I'm quitting is because I have a pattern in my brain that quits. See the difference? I do. I do. So let me ask you a question because the brain and the subconscious, tell me if I'm off base here and if I'm getting into woo-woo stuff, wants to protect us. So I'm thinking, and I can only relate it to my own experiences when I've done anything similar, that I, in my past, I had an experience that maybe wasn't small on the surface, that maybe I was, let's say, let's use your case, maybe my parents or somebody was displeased with me and it ended up terribly or horribly. So my brain would want to protect itself and just sees a little glimmer of that and is like, okay, quit. That's why you need to run. Is that is that the reason why these patterns develop from an event or something like that? Or can you just make it up in your head out of thin air and just say, this could, you know, I'm unsafe, this could happen, let me quit? Yeah, great question. So human beings, unlike animals, are not born with patterns. We're not born with instincts that we use, right? We're not birds who know how to build a nest. So from the moment that we enter this world, we very, very quickly have to piece together brain patterns because it's only when you have a brain pattern that you can take an action, okay? So a baby is helpless for a reason. They, they cannot take any action because they don't have the brain pattern yet to take that action. So from the moment that we're born, very quickly, every situation that we enter into causes a reaction in the brain, which causes the storing, I'll call it, of a brain pattern. It creates a neural pathway. At that point, the brain gets a little bit lazy. Once it has a pathway, and it's actually not laziness, it's more first speed of action is all the brain cares about. Once it has a pathway that it perceives as being related to that situation, it will not reinvent the wheel. It would prefer to use that channel than have to figure out what's going on out here again in order to know what action to take. 
okay? So it just continuously takes the same action over and over again. And we can see this in our own life. How many of your listeners make the same mistake repeatedly, repeatedly, knowing that it's a mistake, knowing that they shouldn't be doing it? Exactly. And going, what is wrong with me? Nothing. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. You have a channel in your brain that takes that action. Until you remove that channel, it's really difficult to take a new action. Your brain just defaults to it over and over and over again. So, yes, you're right. We build these patterns from the time we are young, and then we run on them as adults. By the time we have an adult brain, two times where you have massive pattern creation. Childhood, up until the age of five, you are massively building patterns. Childhood, you keep building patterns. Adolescence, another massive pattern creation time. By the time you hit adulthood, it slows right down. Your brain goes, okay, I know everything. I don't need any new patterns. And off it goes, taking the same actions, the same actions, the same actions. I'm imagining my brain with just all these ruts and troughs. <laughs> you could look at it that way. Right, right. And then the more times uh, electrical impulse runs down that channel, the more times it will keep running, right? It just wants to keep defaulting. It's there. almost like water when you have a path, you know, because uh, you know how water will just want to flow that same path and it won't go, you know, it takes the path of least resistance. That's very interesting. Now, the beautiful thing is that our brains have plasticity. Okay. In the last 20, 25 years, maybe 30 years in neuroscience, there has been an explosion in research into our own brains and how they work. And we used to think that the brain was pretty much hardwired when we reached adulthood. Not true. When we know how to work the human brain, when we know how it's designed, we can very, very quickly unpattern, repattern, upgrade all the time because that's how the brain is designed. It's designed to keep rewiring itself. We just need to know how to work it. We just need to know the right instructions to use it properly. Have you visited our sponsor, buildlane.com? If you haven't, why haven't you? You know, when I was doing full-time interior design in Miami, Florida, I would have given my whole collection of Star Wars action figures to have known about Build Lane because we were doing a buttload of custom furniture work. The logistics were awful, but Build Lane, the genius behind them is they've solved that. They are basically a one-stop shop for all of your custom furniture needs. They have a whole stable full of vetted vendors that are capable of building almost anything you can imagine. And all you have to do is give them a fully specified CAD file or a pencil drawing on a cocktail napkin, and Build Lane is going to match the needs of the piece that you need with one of their highly vetted factories that has all the capabilities to make that, and they'll return a quote to you. You get your own little manager. You can show your clients, here is your beautiful piece getting built along the way. Aren't you freaking excited? Guys, this is the perfect opportunity to up-level your interior design game to make yourself that designer who can offer things that no other designer can. You need to get over to buildlane.com fast. And be sure to use the special code WINGNUT250 for $250 off of that whole situation right there. That's buildlane.com, wingnut250. You're going to love them. 
All right. So having said that, let's say you're a quilt like I am with the patchwork of patterns. <laughs> and I'm sure, all, you know, we all are the, as human beings. We all have our ruts. We all have our patterns. Where do we go to start breaking those to get from an emotional, I'm going to quit this business to where you are now where it just doesn't even occur to you? What are the steps that we take and how is it even possible? Yeah, brilliant. Let's look at the new operating instructions that we <laughs> ideally ought to be using. So you mentioned patterns from your past. One one thing that I do want to say before we get into these instructions, you do not need to know the originating incident. Oh. Yeah. That is super important. So much one for therapy the, then, right? <laughs> well, therapy is very helpful in rescripting your past or rescripting how you see things, changing your beliefs, expanding those beliefs. Those are really important. But all of that is still at the top of the iceberg. Okay. Why I say that you don't need to know your originating incident is one of the things that we do in our old operating instructions is we have a problem and then we layer another problem on top. So I'll just explain what I said. I had a problem of quitting. Now somebody asked me, why am I quitting? Now I actually have two problems. I have the problem of quitting and I have the problem of trying to understand why I am quitting. Okay. I'll keep layering like this until I understand that it is a brain pattern. So a brain pattern arises here now, and the only place we need to look is here now. You don't need to know where it started. You don't need to know why it's there. You don't even need to know what its logic is. You just need to know I have a brain pattern. Perfect. So if your listener has something that is stopping them, something that is preventing them from going forward, or if there's something that they need to do, but they're procrastinating, they're not doing it, the question they need to ask is not, why am I doing that? The question they need to ask is, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling that? And what is my one thought? So in my case, I was quitting. What's happening? I could feel this anxiety rising up in my body. It was in my stomach. It was, it was twisting and turning, and I was feeling this franticness in my head, okay? My thought was, I have to quit. I didn't know why, and it didn't matter. My thought was run, quit. Perfect. Okay, that is a pattern. I just identified a pattern. That's all I need to know. My next step is to own that as a pattern and not as a situation, not as a problem in the world. Okay. I don't have to figure out what the business, what's wrong with the business. I don't have to figure out any of that. I just have to say, I created a pattern in my brain that is now feeling doing this. Great. I created that. All right. Now, yeah, step two is to flip that switch because most of the time we see the problem as being out there. We need to see the problem as originating inside a pattern in our brain. Now, the third step is to deconstruct or pull apart that pattern. We're just going to put it back into three respective pieces. And that's a, that's a little bit of a tricky step, which I teach in the book that I wrote. And then the fourth step is to upgrade that pattern. Once we have removed the old pattern, now you're in a position to create a new pattern. Until you remove that old pattern, you're just moving around from different roadways inside the brain, right? Oh, I'll take this highway. Oh, no, that highway didn't work. I'll take this highway. <laughs> yeah. But you're not creating any off-ramps. Just, <laughs> you just keep moving down the same paths. So can you tell us a little bit about what's involved in the, the deconstructing of it? I, I know it sounds involved, but what is it that we're looking at when we do that step? Well, actually, the four steps are extremely simple, but simple is not easy. In fact, the more we simplify things, remember, your brain is designed to be upgraded. It is 
it is its design. It is constantly trying to align you with what is going on in this current moment. Running on information that it created in the past is not actually how it's supposed to be designed. But how do we get to this current moment when everything we know is coming from a past-created pattern? The only way is through a process that I call surrender. When we deconstruct the pattern, we really use what is going on in the body. We use our emotions and our feelings more than our thinking mind. This thinking mind of ours is along for the ride. It rides in on the back of every pattern we have. Okay. Okay. So it's a simple step, but it just takes a, a little bit of a muscle to learn it. Okay. How do you start lifting that weight? Like, what are the steps to go through, or at least the beginning step to go through to deconstruct it? The very first step, step one, is to identify the pattern. It is to stop thinking that the problem is out there. It's to stop trying to understand. It's to stop trying to reason and justify. Okay. In fact, there are four indications that when we get trapped in a pattern, okay? So what I mean by trapped in a pattern means that we continue to use the same pathway, okay, in the brain. Those four indications are going to surprise you when you think about them. Analysis, justifying, catastrophizing, and rebelling. When we are analyzing our problem, we are actually reinforcing that brain pattern because we keep sending information down the same pathways in the brain. And we just use other brain patterns to support the originating pattern. All right, ask your questions. I know you've got some on that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, I, if you sit and dwell on it and you're like, okay, this reason I quit this business is because I am a people pleaser because when I was five, I got in trouble because I made someone unhappy, whatever, you know, I'm making that up. You're reinforcing that existing pattern and you're supporting it with other ruts and patterns that supported that forever. That just keeps repeating itself. So what we want to do is we want to isolate it, acknowledge that this is what's happening. Don't try to analyze it. Don't try to say this is why. Don't try to Dr. Freud yourself. And then we want to create a new pattern. Yay! <laughs> okay, right? And so the thought process behind creating a new pattern is what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, it's not a thought process. Okay. I think that's the thing. The, you see, the thing with positive thinking is it always positions mind over matter. Yes. The, let's let's think about positive thinking for a minute, because you mentioned that at the beginning. I did. Norman Vincent Peale came to mind. <laughs> yeah. So positive thinking is based in an assumption. It's based in a number of assumptions. So let's break it down a little bit. The first assumption is that how you are feeling, which is negative, we'll call it, is incorrect. And how you should be feeling is positive. Okay. So we swim in a world of what I call blame and shame. And the reason we swim in that world is because we are using past created patterns, past knowledge. But if we think about, let's take my business of quitting. I couldn't possibly know that my anxiety and my desire to quit was not correct. There was no way to determine that. But if I had successfully flipped that switch and thought positive, I likely would have reached a goal that would have left me unhappy. And that is what is happening in the world today when we think about it. There's a reason that anxiety is on the rise. There's a reason that unhappiness is on the rise. There's a reason why people who are achieving their goals and then going, 
I don't want to be here. I'm bored. I don't want to be here. I'm unhappy. This isn't correct. And that is because we are not actually listening to our messenger. My emotion was a message. It was trying to tell me something. I was misunderstanding the message, but I didn't shoot the messenger. I actually tuned in and went, okay, I'm anxious. I don't know why I'm anxious, but my body is telling me anxiety is here in the space. That allowed me to actually communicate with what was going on internally, rather than shooting my messenger, flipping into a positive thought, perhaps achieving that goal and ending up unhappy. It's funny that you say that because I was running two businesses not too long ago, and it was very difficult to run both of them because both of them were very successful, very busy. One of them, which was my design business at the time when I was doing full service design in Miami, was giving me some anxiety, but I was flipping that switch. I was making it positive, like, you know what, this this design business is doing really well. I need to stick to it. I need to keep going. But I kept having terrible anxiety. And finally, when someone just said, which one do you want to do? Which one makes you happier? I'm like, wingnut, and without even thinking about it. But I had I was trying to manifest and positive think through it, all the while having the knots in my gut. And it's not that I don't love design. It's not that I don't like doing design. It's just that position that at that time in, in Miami, what I was doing with my current clients, with my ex-wife <laughs> at the time, it was just giving me tremendous anxiety. So I, I can see that, you know, if I had done manifested and positive thinking, and if I was still in that space right now, I would not be nearly as happy as I am as what I chose, listening to my gut and listening to that. And so in a way there, I did recreate that channel because I had been pushing and forcing it for a couple of years and trying to manifest and positive think and, and do the woo-woo thing. Exactly. Okay, so I'm warm. Okay, so I'm, I'm following somewhat there. <laughs> yeah, so we, we actually are taught to distrust ourselves. We are taught that cultural goals are the correct goals. Cultural goals often being money and success and businesses and all of that stuff. And it may not be right for you. And to learn how to tune in and just communicate with yourself, just really, really hear yourself, to lean in and listen to yourself, we are not taught to do that. And that is step one. What Mm -hmm. is actually happening for me? Forget about the world. Forget about everything everybody tells me I should do. How do I feel? Right. 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 That's tricky. That, that takes something. Yeah. And I love design and I do want to get back into doing design in a manner, but not in the way that I was doing it then. And the next time when I do start it is going to be exactly how I want to do it on my own terms. And I don't care what anyone else says. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is amazing. I could talk to you all freaking day long. Before we get into the, the fire round, first of all, you mentioned your book. Please tell the audience again what that is, where they can find that. Yeah, so it's um, Shift, Four Steps to Personal Empowerment. Okay. It's an award-winning book. The reason it's an award-winning book is because it, it teaches all the instructions. It gives a lot of different case studies so that you can apply it to yourself, understand the power of the tool. You can get it for free on my website, shiftforsteps.com. That's the number four. All I ask is that people pay for shipping, and uh, I will send you an autographed copy. Oh, okay, great. Absolutely going to buy that. And guys, you can go to the link in the show notes and all that information will be there too. Adele, this is a fascinating topic. I want to ask you, would you be willing to carry this conversation and just dive in a little deeper over on the Wingnut social premium side of the podcast? It's a, it's a members only podcast. I would love to. I would love to do that. So having said that, is there anything that I've forgotten to ask you on this topic right now before we get into the What Up Wingnut round? 
Oh, there's so much to to know. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's just easier if if anybody's a reader, just get the book. You can also get free training too on shiftforsteps.com. So if you're not a reader, not to worry. There's um there's training on there as well. All right, perfect. And like I said before, we are going to carry this conversation over on the Wingnut Social Premium podcast. If you're not a member, that's wingnutpremium.com. You can go there and find out all the information about what you get with that. I will not belabor on that. I don't want to be a a commercial so much for that, but it's amazing. There you go. All right. So Adele Spragan, now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Sure. Go for it. Go, Darla. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Adele Spragan, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Oh, hashtag build a bridge. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your favorite food forever. What is it? I would have to say salad. That might be a bit of a cheat because that allows me to have a whole bunch of stuff. But I love salad, so I would eat that forever. Perfect. Yeah. And nutritious, too. You won't get scurvy. Last but not least, please recommend a book that you think the audience would love that has impacted you either personally or professionally. One book that I highly recommend is Ian McGilchrist. It's uh, The Master and His Emissary, The Divided Brain and the Making of the Western World. Fascinating book about how our left brain has become dominant, the dominant hemisphere, collectively, individually, how we're educated into the left hemisphere and the problems that that is causing in today's world. Very interesting. Oh, you know what? I did want to ask you just really quickly before we do get into the Wingnut Premium Studio is I know that there's been research lately with psychedelics and rerouting some of those um, pathways. Have you done any research or what do you think about that? You know, like psychedelics to help rewire those brain patterns. Is that a thing? Definitely. I mean, you know, there's there's so much research being done in the brain, like I was saying earlier, and it, it's just fascinating what's going on. You can do it through psychedelics, but my recommendation is always try and do it for yourself. Because if you need to rely on something else, then when you need it, you won't have the tool in your pocket. So I like to put the tool in somebody's pocket. Instead of the mushrooms. <laughs> Instead of the mushrooms in my pocket. Right, right. Sometimes it's tricky to do mushrooms in the middle of a business meeting. I don't know why, but... <laughs> yeah, right. You're up at the whiteboard and say, I'm sorry, why are you purple with horns? All right. Okay, Adele. I will see you over in the Wingnut Premium Studio. Thank you so much. Lovely. See you there, Darla. Okay. So I'm sure that you've had a couple of aha moments during this interview with Adele Spragan. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sitting there, everything is challenged. Everything that I thought about how to approach problems, to approach life, I, I'm going to have to rethink it. I'm definitely going to head over to her website, adelespragan.com. Again, all of that will be in the show notes at wingnutsocial.com slash podcast. You can check out Adele's podcast. You can check out previous podcasts. Her book, again, was just pay for shipping, get the book. Go over, she has some free stuff on her website, adelspragon.com. That's S-P-R-A-G-G-O-N. She and I had a terrific extended conversation in, in the premium podcast. And if you're a premium listener, run over there, don't walk. You're, you're gonna, your mind's going to be blown. I'm really curious as to how many of you are out there who have been going against your gut, going against your right brain, which we're more information again in the premium episode, and going with logic, going with should have, should have did this, and against your gut, and 
creating those patterns, creating those ruts to where you're ending up with a situation to where you are unhappy. When if you had just listened <laughs> to your right brain, and again, we get into more of that in the extended interview, uh, you would be you know, happier. It's just so fascinating. And the fact that she actually went out and got her master's degree in the science to answer these questions, just, just super, super interesting. So I hope you join me over with my continued conversation with Adele in Wingnut Premium. If not, I hope that this information that you've heard here in the regular podcast has given you some insight, some something to spark the, your thought patterns in the way you think about things in order to make those changes and to change those patterns in your brain. And head on over to her website to continue that. So I thank you for joining us on today's podcast. And until next week, remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Outro, outro, outro. Let me look at my notes for the outro. And until next week. Good boy, Mango.